0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more
1: shows at soundtalentmedia.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad to have you here. This episode is a little bit different. So, if this is your first episode that you've ever listened to of the show, just know that this is not normally how it goes, but it's still a really good time. Before I set the stage for you, I want to let you know about something that we are doing. If you go to PedalRaffle.com, you will see that we currently have an entire guitar rig up for grabs. That's right. From guitar to amplifier, you could win an entire rig, and you could potentially help some people out who have been displaced by the recent fires in my area, and also help out the firefighters that risk everything to keep us safe. Like I said, all the details are available at PedalRaffle.com but let me just highlight the fact that this is a rig valued at over $4,600 that's all going to one person, and it is truly epic. And one little extra piece of information, this is currently the only way that you can get a new Benson amplifier. Yes, Chris Benson generously donated an amp to this cause, and I couldn't be more thankful. So go check it out at PedalRaffle.com. You will see the full rig, all the details, and you'll learn how to enter. Okay, now, let's set the stage for you for this podcast. About a month and a half ago, I was in Nashville, Tennessee, helping out my folks over at Stringjoy, doing some electrical work and some other things ahead of their big move. They just moved into a new, larger spot. And I was lending some expertise, quote-unquote. Very, very heavy on the quotes there. But anyway, I was in town helping out with that. Grant and Karen heard that I was in town and thought it would be a fun time to get everybody together for a Nashville Pedal People podcast. And it was a good time. It was a lot of fun. They had everything set up so we were nice and socially distant outdoors. We were all at least 10 feet apart with our own little mic stands and everything. And yeah, it was a it was a really good time. So I'm talking to Jesse from Rude Tech, AWOL from AWOL Pedals, Grant and Karen from Big Ear, Matt Hoops from 1981 Inventions, and my boy Trey from Retroactive Pedals. Like I said, we are outdoors, hanging out on a nice Nashville summer night, so as you can imagine, the cicadas are popping off, so you can hear those guys, you know, singing their tune in the background. I'm exhausted from working in a sweaty warehouse all day, and yeah, it's kind of a uh, stream-of-consciousness episode, so there's a lot of cheese talk, There's a lot of talk about pants, but we do eventually get into different pedal stuff and different gear things. And yeah, it's a really just chill hang episode. So hopefully you all enjoy it. I'm going to cherish this one forever. It was a great time and enjoy.
2: You guys are all recording?
3: I
1: am, yeah I'm going, I'm recording now, now. same, recording, uh, <laughs> 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 that works, that probably worked, that hurt me, All
4: right,
5: no, the I was like
2: what do I do, what do I say, I don't that know, works,
5: no, it's, it's just, I think it was the unexpected nature, that my, my,
2: I swear to you my first thought it's was to, to yell hoobastank, I
3: don't no. know, I wish it you mean. would
1: have, yeah. that would have been
2: wonderful, for some reason.
1: We gotta leave all that in. That we was great. That was <laughs> phenomenal.
3: We, we still live here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I
1: think we'll have it, yeah. All it right, I'll do, I'll do the, the little intro thing and we'll go in yeah, that circle yeah. and uh, we'll see where the journey takes us. So, here we go. So, yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Tone Mob Podcast, the show about guitar tone and the people behind it. I'm your host, Blake Weiland, and today we are sitting outside the Big Ear Pedals HQ, with a bunch of Pell people from Nashville doing a weirdly socially distant podcast hang, I would have hugged everyone already, but we're just <laughs> staring awkwardly from a distance. So we'll go in a circle and uh, we'll uh, tell you who all's here. Let's go. Hey, I'm Jesse from Rude Tech. Hey, I'm
6: uh, AWOL from AWOL Petals.
0: I'm Karen from Big Ear
7: And I'm Grant from Big Ear I'm Matt from
5: 1981 Inventions.
7: I am Trey from Retroactive Pedals.
3: I
1: don't know what's going to happen right now. We're just going to roll into this and hope for the best and let the cicadas serenade us into the (laughs) night. I don't know if you guys can hear that or not, but yeah. So I guess maybe a little backstory to what we're doing here, because why not? Uh, I'm here in Nashville helping Stringjoy prep to move to a new facility. I'm pretending to be an electrician. Don't. Don't listen to this, anybody who's an inspector in Nashville, but I'm doing my best. Uh, And uh, yeah, we're going to be moving over just a few doors down to a bigger spot, but we needed to run a bunch of electrical and a whole bunch of other stuff, and it was like that, or pay somebody thousands of dollars to do things I already knew how to do. So I decided to risk the vid and come down, which I was not stoked on, but here I am with a bunch of homies. So
4: that's what I'm doing here, what everybody else do today. I ate I ate ten mozzarella sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I uh,
2: I I I went to the post office. Oh, and I I didn't I didn't want to go to the post office, but I had to go to the post office. And I walked in, and there was only one person in there, so it felt good. I was happy about that.
1: That makes it better. Yeah.
5: It's kind of a monumentous day, though, for you. Oh, it is. It was. I don't know if monumentous is a
2: word, but... I said that earlier, and I also questioned that after <laughs> yeah, saying... is it yeah.
1: monumental, maybe? Monumental, yeah. yeah. That sounds better. Because Grant's been holed up. Like, yeah. The bigger team has been isolated in the best sense. Oh, yeah. I don't go anywhere
2: anymore. <laughs> I, I never went anywhere... You
3: didn't go anywhere anyway. before.
2: Uh, but today, I went to the post office, and I, I, I figure, uh, can we make this come out after september 15th i'm assuming uh probably cool well then yeah. then it'll be known by then okay uh i dropped off the first batch of Albi, uh demo pedals for the people that will be doing youtube golf uh yeah youtube videos and uh so it's been two years in the making and that was incredibly exciting for me and i called karen as soon as i was done um as soon as i mailed it and uh she didn't answer, and I called her again, and she didn't answer, and I called her again, and I was so excited, and then for like an hour, I was trying her, and she had uh, passed out because we've been working so hard that, uh, and staying up like till like 4 a.m. every night. I was
0: literally sitting up on the couch with my phone in my lap, petting the cat. <laughs> I was that was pretty. Just out. That, and just out.
1: <laughs> you no, know, that sounds great, but I want to hear more about the mozzarella sticks. So, <laughs> all right, oh, yeah. so listen. Like, it's it's like, we taste varieties afterwards.
4: or what's going on? No, no variety at all. They're all the same mozzarella cheese, sticks. cheese heads or by Frigo, um, whatever Costco sells. Okay, in cheese bulk. heads
1: by Frigo. All right, good, yeah. good choice, good choice. I like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I like that.
4: That's,
2: That's actually what they are. You know the Costco Of course uh, I do. I have children
1: and they love. Oh, they love mozzarella sticks. Whereas I just eat so like a child. And so do I. <laughs> but you know. Oh wait, I just got mixed up. You said mozzarella sticks. I'm thinking string cheese. So forget oh, everything yeah. I just said I mean, and I, I don't go to know. town on some string cheese too.
4: Oh, can we swear? I should we shouldn't swear, right? Try not to. Um,
1: okay.
0: are mozzarella <laughs> sticks and string cheese not the same thing?
1: No, string cheese is the string cheese like you peel it, you know, and mozzarella sticks are the fried ones like at Fridays.
0: Oh, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Right on. Yeah. I was thinking that you were because you said that you were eating cold. Didn't you say you were eating cold cheese? Well,
3: listen, he said warm, I a lot I think. Of cheese. <laughs> it's hard to keep straight
4: <laughs> at this point.
5: Yeah, that would be like somehow like way bigger story to eat 10 string cheeses.
6: <laughs> that's, I mean, I've yeah, done yeah, it before, more gnarly for sure.
1: <laughs> I've definitely ate 10, 10 string cheeses. Ooh. That'll lock you up.
0: Yeah, yeah I kind of figured no you were hurting.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, my stomach hurt. I took a nap immediately afterwards i was out for like an hour i got up and was like oh man wasn't there sp- something i was supposed to do tonight where was like i was supposed to go somewhere tonight do oh you- but i do have a doctor's appointment tomorrow that's oh, interesting so yeah
1: about the cheese or
4: <laughs> no it's, <laughs> it's unrelated but i might you know change the whole uh the whole conversation tomorrow morning to be about the cheese i just, just ask because, him like how uh, how much cheese can i eat and it's I don't care about the socially acceptable
3: level. (laughs) I'm
1: just more worried about how much cheese can I eat.
4: Before I get cheese poisoning, how much can I eat? But yeah, I've got a doctor's appointment for the first time since college tomorrow. Wow. And I should not have eaten so much cheese today. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you're okay, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. (laughs) <laughs> I was just kidding about
1: really diving into the cheese thing. Yes, here was, we are. We're here
4: are along for the ride. Here but I go.
1: love it. I love it. I, I actually think that because you know my listeners may not know about Albie because they didn't all attend Summer Nam last year. What, oh, I what's guess, Albie?
2: Oh, I, I guess I yeah I did a bad job there. Uh, Albie is our first uh, new release in several years. I actually just did. I looked back on Instagram to f- find out that it's been five years. Since we've we've put out a couple of little like limited things, but first time like a full product release, so it is a what I'm calling an ambient modulator, mm-hmm. um, and it's really fun. It's really fun. What's it doing? <laughs> it's okay. So it's uh, basically is a series of uh, stacks or chains of effects uh, in one pedal that this is going to sound really silly, but you can't control it or do anything to the pr- uh, different parameters of the effects. You literally have eight uh, patches and you can blend them in. Uh, and that's the, the only control is you have a blend knob. It's kind of, <laughs> uh, it's kind of not entirely, but for people with uh, option paralysis and uh, people that just want to plug in and make a tone and start playing their instrument and writing music right away. So,
1: I played it. I don't know if it's changed since I played it, but I really enjoyed whatever version it was when I played it. So, i excited.
2: Everything you heard is the same. We've just added some kind of, like, hidden features. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Well, that's that's exciting one. I think, uh, well, I guess it'll be out by the time people hear this, most likely. And so, wow, is the aliens coming
3: to get us right <laughs> now? What's going
0: on I'm right ready. Now? It's end of days.
1: The government did say they had alien craft, so I'm wondering. I'm starting to look up at the uh-huh. sky uh-huh. and yeah. wonder what's going on. I don't know.
2: I don't know how you guys feel about that, but real quick, I want to go back to cheese because. Oh yeah, <laughs> of course, um, <laughs> cheese sticks. Uh, I don't know if anyone has ever done this, but uh, when I was a kid, I would take a, pl- a pl- I would put like a cheese stick on a plate and melt it in the microwave for like 30, 45 seconds mm-hmm. till you have this like gooey like <laughs> what used to, what resembles a cheese stick, and then I would just eat it, just like with, just peel it off and eat it like with my hands, like a, like an animal. Uh, but I loved to, 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 to do that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I, maybe six months ago, Karen got cheese sticks. And I thought, I'm going to try this again. And turns out it's still awesome. Oh, I was,
1: <laughs> all right. I was wondering where you're going to go with that. It's like, oh, this, this a was a
2: horrible idea.
0: Mozzarella. This is a string cheese mozzarella, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, like string cheese. Like you melt it and then it's even stringier.
1: <laughs> How long do you got to put it in the microwave for to get it to the right consistency?
2: Like 34, it starts, that's the thing is if you put it too long, it starts to bake a little bit and then around the edges and it gets crispy and that's even good too.
1: Yeah, well, that's true. It's a treat. You ever tried throwing it in the fry pan? You're, you're uh, talking my language. I, I, I think you that. should do it. I think <laughs> you should definitely try it. <clears throat> What's everybody's favorite kind of cheese? Since we're talking about cheese so much. Guessing. You
4: know, I'm gonna pass on the first one. I don't. Yeah, I don't. even I wanna want
1: to go, last. Cheese anymore. go last. I wanna go last. Trey, Yeah,
7: I'm a big fan of Gouda cheese. Gouda, yeah. Um, Solid but pulled. honestly, lately I've just been going back to Colby Jack cheese. There's nothing wrong with There's nothing with Colby wrong Jack. with Colby Jack cheese. It's, it's so good. good. Yeah. And then, honestly, I'm starting to get into blue cheese now. All right, I like that.
2: So three cheeses. Yeah, that's good. Matt? I don't know what farmer's cheese is, but it's really good.
1: I feel like that's just a made up like. We got some milk, and uh, we don't know what to do with it. Yeah, what kind of milk? Is it marketing. goat? Is it Was it cat? I don't it, know what it is. Is it goat? Uh, oh, it really depends good. on what they I got on the my, farm. I
7: changed my choice. Oh? Cotswold cheese is my number one. Ooh. <laughs> it's kind of like oniony, yeah, cheddar-y kind of thing. I think there's even granules of some sort in it. <laughs> it's uh, Try it if you've never tried it before. All right. Cotswold? Cotswold.
1: That sounds pretty
2: good. So what, what do you want to talk about, Matt? Tell me about your cheese. Putting you on the spot. No, he doesn't want to talk about cheese.
5: Oh, Oops. yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of like cheese overload right now. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I like I, I like a good pepper jack or a cheddar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. A brie? You like a brie?
1: Uh, yeah, I can get down with brie. All, All
5: right. right.
3: Cool. But
1: um, you want to talk about something other than
3: cheese? No, no. It's,
1: okay, good. Because we're going to only talk about cheese for the rest of this entire podcast. I hope everyone's okay with that. That's why we're, we're not, here. We're not really going to do that. But did you have you have something on your mind? No. Nope. No? You look very comfortable, <laughs> Just not by the cheese. Way. Yeah, yeah. Very, he, very comfortable.
2: He had mentioned earlier that uh, that maybe he shouldn't have worn shorts. And now I'm sitting here in pants kind of thinking I should have worn shorts. Oh, I'm loving the fact that I wore shorts. short. I
1: am a shorts man. I love shorts with an undying passion. Yeah. I would wear them as often as possible and wow. recommend so, it to anyone.
5: So, Blake, do you find yourself wearing shorts more
1: in the pandemic or just no, a I, regular amount? No, a regular... I always wear shorts. Like, I love shorts. I do wear pants sometimes, but...
5: So I was constantly—I don't know if it's like being in a band, but I would just wear usually black jeans mm-hmm. all the time, even in the summer, just sweat kind of through them. whatever. Yeah, clearly. Uh, That's the uniform. Yeah, you just wear cause... jeans, or probably black jeans, and I would try to get like really thin ones for the summer, you know, and like sweat through them and whatnot. Yeah. But since the pandemic, I've been running a lot, and I basically will run take a shower put on more running clothes and wait till i run the next day and okay and i'll shower put on more running you know just yeah, like yeah i feel that is uh that that's just where i've been and i honestly love i'm like why didn't i wear running shorts all the time before because it's so hot outside here in the summer mm. so, so matt i don't know if we're listening you were in a band yes I uh, was in oh a- you were yes, what I- band was were you in matt i'm just curious. uh well I, I technically am still in this band. It's called Reliant K. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I pop punk. Never heard of them. Have, might yeah. have heard of that one before.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. you know, back. Yeah, that band. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure some people know that one. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, pants. I like pants. I couldn't find jeans for me until I think it's probably been about two years. Levi's finally came out with a cut that that worked for me, and. Uh, So I will wear that when I got to wear pants. But up until then, it's been a struggle. It's been a real struggle.
5: You know what I wear now? I don't know if it's because I'm 39 and just I'm in this like Patagonia stage of life or whatever (laughs) is. I don't know, dad dad wear. Right. Uh, But I, the only pants I've worn in probably like the last eight months, maybe a year are Uh, those like stretchy lululemon pants (laughs) (laughs) i kid you not it was like it was like a joke like i got them kind of as a joke but then i was like no wait i think these actually are the best pants ever created uh because they're just they're thin they breathe they stretch they're just like black you don't think anything about them
1: i like the sound of this yeah yeah i I wear stretchy Levi's, so i'm with you i'm with you on that i got the 541s which are which sound like they're like the big like big leg pants but yeah i'm
5: not familiar with all the not, uh levi's numbers yeah, so the system.
1: 541s are a new-ish thing they're for those of us that would be thick with two c's yes uh and uh you can have like a kind of a, a straight leg so it doesn't look like huge wide legs but it fits the upper part just just so nice and nice. it's been a struggle of mine for a long time which nobody knows because they can't see me, but it has been a struggle in the pants department, which is why I'm a shorts guy. I guess that explains a lot. Now that I really unpack this in depth, yeah. it feels like a weird thing to talk about, but I'm No, I've, anyway. I've got
5: some thick legs
2: too, so I'm on a, you know. <laughs> I, Karen got me a pair of, uh, like, athleisure, whatever pants, similar to probably what you're talking about uh, bonobos, like, kind of sweats that have a cuff, whatever. But, I basically wear those or another pair of sweats. They're like house sweats. They're supposed to look like real pants. But (laughs) basically since March, I've worn, I think jeans three times. Uh, I've worn sweatpants and I'm originally from a small town in Pennsylvania, which, so I thought it was funny. I'm like, I finally realized like my roots I, I've, I've worn su- your sweat Yeah, I've yeah. worn sweatpants for a hundred plus days now. Right, you've finally adopted
1: the uniform of your people. Yeah, what <laughs> long last. This is amazing.
0: The best part is when he uh, when he will wear the pajama pants, which are plaid. Yeah, and sometimes, occasionally, he'll he'll like walk out to get the mail or whatever, and then he like waves at people as they drive by. It's yeah, great.
2: yeah. <laughs> mm. definitely Pennsylvania. Yeah, I, like I was about to say he's from Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think my neighbors kind of just like turn their head. They look out the window and they're like, oh my God, this guy lives beside me.
7: <laughs> I just realized I actually only own one pair of shorts and it's a bathing suit.
2: <laughs>
5: Double
6: duty. I,
7: Whenever I went to the lake with you, Jesse, yeah. I was like, I need a bathing suit. Oh, I didn't wait, have the shorts up one. until recently, which was like, well, we did that on 4th of July, basically. That was July yeah. 8th to be exact. Yeah. A week after. I was like, man, I don't have any shorts. Yeah, and so I bought that a bathing suit thing going on. Yeah. It's just hot, though. I just don't look good in shorts. That's just hands down the truth.
1: I don't either. But what does that stop stopping me? I'm just yeah, I'm I about think, comfort I, at this point in
5: my I life. I feel you. like <laughs> you just kind of that give up point in life. Where yeah, know. it's yeah, like yeah. What,
1: what difference does it make? You know, yeah. I'm a podcaster, the happy kind of give up. It's fine, yeah. no one needs to know. It's all good. Sometimes style got to take a back seat, Trey. Yeah, you know. By, By the, the way, I you're wearing style, a real nice hat. Saying. I can't see what it says, but it looks real It says real San good. Francisco on it. I like that.
7: Yeah, it's Coderoyle on what, the front. What's, what's that? What's that?
4: What's San Francisco? <laughs> what
7: oh, is San right. Francisco? I don't know, actually. Yeah. They don't wear pajamas there.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm not going.
4: <laughs> yeah, listeners can't see that they're basically wearing the exact same hat. Are we? It's like a captain's hat. Oh, yeah. I have the... Um...
1: Oh, I, I always forget what I'm wearing. Like, what? Oh, oh yeah, I, I thought you did
4: that intentionally. It's like, hey, man, I really like your hat. No, I mean, I would have.
1: Don't think that I'm trying to be better than that. I'm not a bug. Right. We're, we're <laughs> going to
4: mark. We're going to have to edit this part out. He's going to claim he knew that.
1: that. I I would do that. I didn't do that. Not this time.
7: But I will make sure to do it in the future. It's called something specific, though. The little two gold wings on the bill. I yeah. think there's that, it's called something. I don't know what it is. The but we Fender both have that folks on our The
1: call it their scrambled eggs hat. <laughs> I don't know if that's the official term, but no. that's what it says on their
7: website. Wow. So I've never heard that before.
1: I haven't either. I feel like they made it up because I can't even Google that. I Google scrambled eggs hat and the only thing that comes up is their hat. <laughs> so I feel like that's the like thing. like that's
7: a dark hole to like maybe <laughs> see some other weird stuff too. Scrambled egg hat. You never know. <laughs> yeah,
3: just
1: we, Some dude is just cracking eggs on his head.
2: Last night we went down a like a YouTube rabbit hole. Um, Karen knows one of her old classmates is in the band Head P.E now oh what they've been a you know obviously a band for probably like 25 years right and so this individual is just like a newer member but she brought them up and it was like hey let's listen to them just for like because well, what I do co- they sound like you I know? couldn't
0: remember because I had remembered vaguely hearing head PE in high school which was like much long like a longer time ago and um and so I'm like is this the same band did he just join in into the band or is it like a new band or what, what do they sound like?
2: And well, the, the reason I brought this up is so then we like started listening to, she started asking like, well, what is, what, like, is this metal? Like, is this death metal? I was like, I don't even know. Like, and then, so I was like, well, I, like trying to explain what death metal is. So I looked up some death metal bands and then I was like, this is going to screw up my YouTube algorithm. <laughs> like I'm going to just start well- getting all types of random, crap that I don't want to hear. Well,
0: because of his stomach thing, he's already getting everything for Crohn's disease and colitis and They
2: know. They've been listening to me talking about oh, and
0: man. and older older people problems. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um. You're going to get AARP mail pretty
7: soon. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: No, they know. They know I'm I'm a, a younger guy with gut problems.
0: But now you'll get like scary slasher film music.
2: Yeah. So the, cool, the music we were listening to was just just really scary, like the kind of stuff that you would hear in like a house where people are like, like killing a people, house. or, you know, or like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't even know why you know, we we're you
0: know, listening you know, to it. I was like, I gotta... horror film or something.
1: I'm a big horror movie guy, and so I think I know what you're what you're talking about. But I do get the same thing every time. I'm like, oh, I heard this movie was good. I'm gonna look up the trailer, and then I'm like. I don't know if I want this in my YouTube history cuz I don't know anything <laughs> about this movie. I just heard it was creepy and good. And uh I feel like you're experiencing similar thing that I've experienced in the past.
2: So you like scary movies? Do you like scary music? Sometimes. Yeah.
0: What is the genre?
2: Scary music?
0: That the re- <laughs> like the the genre of the music that they play like in a in a horror slasher film that it would be I mean,
1: there's a lot of industrial in that. Yeah, that makes more sense. There's a ton of industrial in horror movies. Uh, Sometimes it's just weird cicada sounds, you know? I mean, like, they'll do anything. I actually made a couple tracks for a a haunted house here, was it last year or the year before? And that was a blast, because I, like, got to get my son involved and have him, like, be like, no, no, stay away! from me and I like, <laughs> put a bunch of reverb on it and like did all this crazy stuff, and it was just like thundering distorted bass with just it just like I was like I'm gonna make the grossest sounding thing I can possibly make and people I brought it to the haunted house and they're like what is this this might be a little much for the children and I'm like well yes that's, that's how, how you know you did that's it how right. I do it that's, that's what I do it's fine
2: oh man You think so haunted houses that's coming up soon but that won't happen that's
1: not yeah that's not gonna happen
2: how could you even do that
1: I mean, I guess you could do like a a one all, person all, through thing maybe. If it was all robotic, like if you didn't have actual actors, if you just Maybe, maybe
3: like a
6: VR or something, like
3: a, Yeah.
1: It could uh, be it could be done. Once, I'm sure somebody's going to get it. innovative and figure something out. That's what we do, right?
4: Get a little weird, get a little crazy. Did you hear that they released all the uh, Halloween candy early because candy companies were worried that they weren't going to make enough money this year, so like if you go to a store, you're already seeing Halloween stuff.
7: I did see that. I did not and know. At that that. Walgreens. Yeah.
4: I mean, what's today? It's the end of uh, August right now. Yeah. So and two, so I've been seeing months. Halloween candy in the store pretty much all month.
0: Where's the Christmas stuff?
4: No. Uh
1: uh-uh. uh.
0: <laughs> unacceptable. Can get candy canes. <laughs> no.
1: I think the Christmas candy sales are going to be fine.
5: I don't yeah, think yeah, that's going to be an issue. Yeah. Yeah. What an interesting thing. I hadn't thought ahead to uh, the pandemic. Halloween. Uh, yeah, I yeah. love Super Halloween, weird. so
1: I've been thinking about it. That's
5: like, really sad. Yeah, yeah nobody's
2: coming to your house to knock on your door. Exactly. or Have you give them anything from you to the, like...
5: Well, I, I mean, yeah, maybe some people will, but you gotta think that number is gonna be
2: way down. Yeah, yeah. You don't want those people coming to your house. Yeah, true.
1: I live in, like, a very residential neighborhood which you would think would just have so many trick-or-treaters, and I've only been home for Halloween one time. Not intentionally. I've always meant to be. It's just, like, Something was going on, or my kids had something, you know, whatever. Finally, I was home for Halloween one time. We got three people that showed up, and so I guess I'm probably going to get zero this year, so I'm not even worried about it.
5: Yeah, I live on a street that it's it's like an event. Like, people drive from all around to go to this one street mm-hmm. to trick-or-treat. And so, I yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see what it's going to be like this year.
1: You're just going to leave, like, a socially distanced candy bars on yeah, the wall? <laughs> yeah, like a trail of...
0: You could just start throwing candy at people. You get My one candy him.
3: bar
6: and one wet wipe. <laughs> That's all you get. That's Don't super take ten. Weird. Just yeah. dip it in bleach so, and a,
2: whip it
7: out.
3: So, <laughs> wow. Give them a
2: drop of uh, hand sanitizer. <laughs> do people uh, actually
7: de- going back to Christmas? Do people decorate their houses here? Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. yeah really, people
1: definitely. Oh, because yeah.
7: like as a kid, I grew up. You know, everybody decorated their house with lights, and everybody walked around the neighborhood to check it out. And then as I get older, it just it seems like just people stopped doing it. I don't know if it was just geographically to me or if it's I'll like everywhere. Yeah,
5: I grew up in Ohio and I think it happens less down here than it does up there. Uh, but it still happens a decent amount, I think.
7: Because that was so fun as a kid, driving around seeing who had the most like awesome dire- uh, decorations and lights and this and that.
5: Yeah, there are there are a decent amount of people up here that will do like the tune into this radio station and like <laughs> the lights playing along with the music. Oh, oh that's, that's cool. Intense. Like that, yeah. yeah. So seen pe- that people before. seem to have fun with it.
3: There
2: Dude. was in my hometown. There was uh, an electrician that uh, just had an insane house with uh, the most Christmas lights and, and ornaments and, and uh, characters and figurines and everything you ever saw. And apparently, I don't really know exactly what he was doing, but they he stopped doing it eventually. Mm-hmm. And the rumor was, and what I heard was that basically he was he had figured out a way to connect to like the like
0: the, like, like he, the power pole or something. He
2: wasn't running the power grid. It. Yeah, yes. yeah. Oh he was. God. He was basically stealing the electric to like run all these like thousands and hundreds of thousands of lights in his yard. You know.
1: Oh yeah, you just got to go pre-meter on that thing. Oh wait, should I not give this away? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So you know what I'm talking about. Yeah,
1: it? I know. I, I, I don't have any idea what you're <laughs> never, what you're talking. Never about. heard. I've never heard, heard of, of anyone doing such a thing in my entire life. <laughs> That's an atrocity. I condemn it. Because this is public record.
0: I like the uh, the um, when when the houses do or that that one. Have you seen the mu- the video of the house with the Darth Vader and um, Star Wars theme song? No, they do the light show, and it's like it's just wildly entertaining. You should watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll,
1: g- I'll be googling that later. <laughs> I know nothing.
0: The guy. I think the guy does does light shows. You know, like as a profession. Oh, right. So he just did it for his neighborhood. But I can imagine his neighbors were like, turn it off. Uh, <laughs> I,
2: I also heard a story when I was a kid. I think it was my aunt that told me that their neighbor, she lived in, um, I'm, n- I'm never going to remember it, uh, something hills in, in Michigan, outside of Detroit somewhere. Um, nicer area. Uh, but they everybody in the neighborhood would decorate their houses. And so it was kind of a thing <clears throat> that everybody did it. Mm-hmm. There was this one dude that would never do it. And as I remember, they kept pressuring this guy and pressuring this guy. You never put up lights. You never put up lights. So he went up on his roof and he just wrote lights bah humbug.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like fun. Yeah.
1: He sounds like a guy. I mean, that doesn't intuitively sound like fun, but I think I would like to talk to that guy, at least for a little bit. <laughs> Maybe not for a long period of time. Do
2: you like to talk to people? Me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Weird, right? <laughs> I know. It's so strange. <clears throat> when I started the podcast, my family was like, "You you're doing what?" And I was like, "Well, I, you know, I I talk to people who do guitar things." And they're like, oh, "And like what happens?" I'm like, yeah, "You put it on the internet and people listen to it and, so, and I'm like, so you have a radio show where you talk to people about things you like." I'm like, "Yeah." You mean like your real life but with like a microphone <laughs> in front of it instead? I'm like, yeah, pretty much. That's just what it's become. So but speaking of the pandemic and all the craziness, like I know we've all had to adapt in weird ways. For me, it's not been all that much different, except for extra sanitation and not seeing people. But what about the rest of you? Like, what is what have you had to do business wise or personal, or has is, is anything like unique stood out
7: outside of the norm?
4: All yes. right, who wants to go?
7: Who's Jesse? You're gonna start. You go ahead. All right, I'm do-
4: So I had. Uh, it was the like second weekend in march when everything like shut down right right and i um my sales dried up for those next two weeks and i was like oh crap i'm screwed i don't know what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. then april was actually my best month of sales since uh that previous black friday Mm -hmm. and i was like oh this is it i made it i am a millionaire now this is this is is what i will do yeah (laughs) and i was like spending my yacht money in my head already and uh things slowed down got back to normal but like i feel like everybody was just like at home they got their 1200 hundred dollar check in that april and was just like okay i'm gonna spend it on something and they realized this is gonna last a lot longer Mm -hmm. and um then i just started getting a little weirder on instagram started getting a little weirder in my email list and like uh just telling people I was running experiments on them and I released kits for sale because people seemed to be like at home looking for uh quarantine hobbies. So right. I started doing a kit. well. Uh yeah, I think at first it definitely
6: I feel like I noticed a spike in sales, but um yeah, I think Everyone's attitudes when receiving, like, their $1,200, I think, were very different. And our outlook of, like, how long this would last was even different then, right? Um, so, it's just, like, kind of interesting and weird to see where that will end up. But I think being in, like, a boutique industry, like, making boutique pedals, I think, by nature of that, people are going to spend money on it if they want to already. It's, like, they're, they're going to have the money to spend for it or they're going to be financially irresponsible and buy stuff that they shouldn't be buying (laughs) i feel like that's kind of the nature of being in a boutique marketplace is like doesn't fluctuate as much as like some of the other industries but yeah it's i guess my life has been more or less the same with it it's like just work from home for the most part and um yeah i think it's just the, the general tone of everyone else is just kind of sadder and you don't get to see your friends as much so that kind of sucks but um Yeah, it's I'm fortunate to like be able to work from home for the most part and uh, have like a fairly easy transition into into COVID lifestyle comparatively.
2: Yeah.
1: About bigger crew. Uh,
2: in the beginning, it was um, our sales picked up, and then, uh, basically the last month they went back down again. (laughs) I think
0: August has a big to do. Big thing to do with it. Um, like August in general, I know for, like, I know for outerwear, August is the worst month tends to be. August
2: is traditionally our worst month, I think. When you look at the record, that's what I've seen too. Most people have blown their
0: money from, from the summer and then they're starting to plan for back to school. And so they're being a little bit more conservative with their spending. Um, I think that has a lot, lot to do with it. Uh, but, but
2: yeah, in the beginning, people, I think they were, like you said, they got money and they're like, "I the don't need stimulus know.
0: checks." Just were like,
2: "I've wanted this fuzz pedal for a while." And
0: <laughs> Hot pockets. A lot
2: of musicians maybe have never had that much at one time and like, <laughs> <it's> like <laughs> "Oh, can I buy oh, three fuzz pedals right
0: now?" Yeah, but I think like the uh, we usually stay here the majority of the time anyway because um, we're usually just working. But um, I think like the biggest difference is that I've been painting pedals, right? Yeah. So yeah, I've been that's cool. hand painting um just people's dogs, cats, <laughs> uh Pizza. Pizza. You know, yeah, <laughs> I saw that one. You know I did. Um all kinds of different things. Hawaiian yeah, The prints. banana
4: leaf one was my favorite.
0: Yeah, that I like the so banana cool. leaf.
2: That was cool. She she had wanted to paint petals and had brought it up a long time ago, actually. Um and and we had some uh pedals that Hannah from that used to work for Zvex uh Hannah May Hogburn uh I don't know if I said her last name correctly but she had painted the the our bunnies on pedals. Okay. And um those were awesome and I I kind of thought I was like, well, I don't know if I want to get into the hand painted thing. I we did those because Hannah actually was the one that said like, I'd love to paint your bunnies on pedals. You should do a line with your bunnies. And so that was like, okay, cool. I guess since she wants to do that, let's do that. Uh but I never thought we would get into it but like Karen said because of just lockdown we had a lot of extra time and I I said like why don't we just order you some paints and you see what you can do with them. So cuz she's painted her whole life, you know. Yeah, just not on petals. <laughs> it's new new medium.
0: Yeah.
2: Is it weird
1: painting on petals versus like canvas or whatever else you usually do or is it basically no. the same?
0: No, it's like um the paint consistency is a little different. Um, I use enamel paints, uh, which dry really fast, so you have to mix it with paint thinner to kind of give it its cons- right the right consistency. So it's closer to I want to say maybe oils or um, acrylic, but
2: uh, wait, she used to do a lot of watercolor
3: painting. I used to do a lot
0: of like watercolor and gouache, totally different than that. Um, but yeah, I think that the Painting on the pedal itself is its is like a canvas. It's the same sort of thing. It's just flat, you know.
1: Cool, cool. Matt, I know you've done a bunch of stuff. You moved, and then there was a pandemic, and like what's what's been up with you through all this
5: yeah i've kind of been all over the place uh but and and not really uh i'll also say i'm super stoked to get one of karen's painted
3: pedals
5: (laughs) 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 my wife actually saw one that she was doing was like this one's amazing i was like yeah it is let's let's get it so uh so my wife actually bought a pedal and for some reason we don't have a big ear l reverb in our household so i said yeah i've been meaning to get and L anyway, so yeah, buy that one. It looks awesome, so we are stoked to get it. Nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on, on a personal level, uh, I just just before the pandemic hit, we sold our house, which it within was a perfect setup for me for making pedals. I had built out the garage, and it was like, you know, I had everything I needed right there, didn't have to go anywhere, you know, could just kind of do everything from our house. And uh, we sold the house, the pandemic hit, and then I was like... I don't. I don't exactly know where to go right now. You know, right. so I finally found a new space, uh, and it's working out really good. But yeah, for a while there, it was like, uh, you know, questioning whether I should. You, it it really kind of limited my ability to work and plug into 1981 inventions, uh, <laughs> which. It, was a it was a trial to get through but yeah i feel i feel like i'm, I'm at a good place now and uh, you know really am thankful for this space and thankful for the separation between home and work you know so
1: yeah that's something i've wondered about for a while i've like i love working at home and have for a few years which is a nice change from having a three-hour round trip commute every day you know i hated that yeah. But sometimes I do struggle with the separation. And I've talked about it on the podcast a few times because it's like the shredshed shed is where I go for work and it's also where I go for fun. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's hard to like, I'm like, oh, I got to go work. And then like, it's just a really strange, it's a good problem to have. I'm not, li- I'm not going to lie about that. But it is, it's a different mental state versus like, I'm driving to my work now and mm-hmm. I will be doing my work until I return. Yes. And then I can do, kid stuff or whatever else, you know, you need to do. Um but I think a lot of people are experiencing that right now. Like that's yeah. a new normal for a lot of people. I, yeah, I feel like I kind of hit
5: the opposite of that where I was used to working at home and now <laughs> the pandemic has forced me outward. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> right. it's it's like such a strange uh thing. But I can relate to it. And now having been on both sides of the coin I can say there's there's good and bad to each. You know, I think the biggest thing I miss about working at home is being able to do 20 minutes here, twenty you know, 40 yeah. minutes here. It's, it's so much easier to just like piece out your day a little bit whenever you have a free minute and, and you actually want to do that thing, whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know, whether it's like uh, on your computer or taking pictures or uh, soldering stuff or, you know, like developing something. Uh, it's, it's sometimes easy to do when you get this burst of energy and a free moment uh, that now i feel like you know when i go to my shop it's more like okay i okay i'm sitting down okay i gotta have a goal for today i've got you know like yeah. and and i'm thankful for that separation because i can kind of get into a different kind of flow state but honestly i missed the productivity of being home you know yeah so, w- which was an odd thing because i felt like i was trying to create space so i'd have more productivity and you know it's i think i think there are good good and bad sides to both
1: yeah, I I remember visiting before you actually moved out to the garage. Yeah, that,
5: you visited like when I was first kind of getting up and running, uh, and I just had kind of was taking over our family's basement.
1: Yes. Yeah. It was a sweet spot though.
5: Yeah. So I still
1: a- think about cranking up that Marshall. Yeah. With that with that deluxe telly and and plugging in the DRV for the first time, and you like went upstairs to go deal with something, and I just kind of like got into this like yeah semi meditative like whoa, and I remember. It was weird also weird in a good way because you had already been on the show and you had talked about that specific guitar and yeah. how magical it was and it was like I get it. I understand this guitar and I want it to live with me, but it's Matt's and <laughs> I must stay here.
5: No, that must- guitar is super special. Yeah, and I still yeah. I so I have that amp and that guitar and that big tall cabinet and it's uh it's a, a piece of home, you know, at my at my new shop.
1: I can't remember what the specifics are in the Marshall, though. Can you refresh On me? On the On the whole amp rig.
5: Oh, so the cabinet Grant actually found for me, I bought off some metal kid in Alabama off of Craigslist, uh, and Grant had sent it to me multiple times, and then it was, like, not there, and then it was there, and I ended up, <laughs> uh, it, you know, he would, like, list it and then pull the listing, and then, you know, there'd be no way to get a hold of him. And finally he did it and I think Grant had sent it to me. I was like, yo, you should hit this kid up. And I was like, Yeah. I kept,
2: I kept pestering him. Like, yeah, I kept, like I kept being like, dude, please buy this cabinet. Go buy this thing. You need this. Yeah, like multiple but times. The guy, the guy wouldn't like just wouldn't hit him back.
5: Yeah. So this guy was like not never responding to me. And then he pulled the listing and put it back up. And then eventually I drove three hours down to Alabama and threw it in the back of my car. And I'm just so happy. That I did, uh, it's it's an odd thing. It's like in the size of an 810 cab, but it's a 412. And when I got home and pulled the back off, it has uh, the original two speakers in the bottom, the 75 watt. And then on the top, there's a reissue vintage 30 and then a... Uh, greenback from the 60s with like a oh, 1967 wow. date code or something so it's this odd you know like they didn't make i don't think made very many of these marshall cabs in with the 412 uh, it was like a mid 70s thing uh and it just fits that amp so well i've used many different cabs you know with that with that one marshall head um that i bought in like 2001 or something mm-hmm. uh and this one is is just is the most right with that head.
1: Yeah, there's something about certain cabs. My favorite cab also is a weird Marshall, which different scale. It's a two twelve, but it's diagonal two twelve, so it looks uh, yeah. like in pictures. People think it's a four twelve.
5: I've seen it in pictures. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that thing sounds good with everything. I don't know why. That's Some awesome. people I remember like reading reviews on that particular cabinet. When it first came out and a lot of forum dudes were like, it's dumb. It can't do anything but metal. And I pl- plugged a Fender 75 into it and it was like, what are you guys talking about? Sounds fantastic I, like, with everything. I don't get it, but
5: that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I love
1: that. But Trey, your new. So you came on the podcast quite a while ago and you were in Nolens. Yep. And now you're not. I'm not. So tell us about all that and what your new experience has been.
7: Uh, so my pandemic has been slightly chaotic a little in a lot of ways, personally, but I moved here at the end of May. Prior to that, in, uh, I was supposed to go on a tour in March, uh, ba- basically March to July, and so I had moved all my stuff into storage. I was rehearsing a lot of drums because I was actually supposed to be playing some drums on this tour, and obviously that was all canceled. So instead of moving to Nashville after the tour, I decided to move during the pandemic because I had nothing else going on on my I didn't have any work. So I I just decided to move in May. So I've been here for three months. And um, you know, I have a couple friends here that I hang out with. I hang out with Grand Karen a lot. And I've I had a whole bunch of stuff that I built up. I I I basically got a whole bunch of new um parts and enclosures before the move. So moving my quote unquote shop here, I got here, I was able to build a lot of stuff. I sold a good bit of dot chasers when I first moved here and I thought everything was like going well. And then I kind of hit a stalemate. And then so I'm sort of like in between designing some new um, face plates and stuff and just going through some design stuff, tweaking it. But mostly I've just been hanging out. My tour was canceled and I'm just here hanging and building pedals and you can. trying to sell and hanging out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been weird for everybody. I remember I, to my, patreon subscribers like when it first started hitting i was just looking at everything and going like i don't i don't know if i'm gonna have to like go work at amazon or whatever like i don't <laughs> know if, which is fine like i would i would and would still do that if i have to but like i was just like i don't know if i'm gonna be able to keep up the schedule with the podcasting and because i i was just kind of like envisioning you know jeff bezos taking over the world and uh i'm gonna have to stop doing this and it's been, so I just want to thank everybody that's tuned in and kept supporting the show and doing everything because it's like, I've gotten busier than ever, which I did not expect. I was actually doomsday prepping in my brain, so like, like uh, so yeah, I just want to, that's been my normal is just like the same thing, but way, way, way busier, and so thanks to everybody that's listening and who's supported it anyway to make that happen, so which includes buying stuff from the people I work with. So.
2: What, what what all does the... Um, this sounds so much better, by the way. I just changed, swapped mics. Okay. Uh, I don't know there was something going on with the other 57, but this one sounds great. Uh, what all do you... Like, what are the Patreon uh, patrons or whatever, like, what uh, extra things do they get that other people don't get?
1: Oh, so, I mean, the main thing is, like, for people who just want more of this, they just want more podcasting, which is most people. Uh, they they get extra episode every week, so it's usually an extended interview with whoever that week's guest was. Sometimes it's been you know just random chats with my friend Jess, and it's been a few different things. I've done little demos here and there, and like showed some like different comparisons of like strings and gear, and showed off some weird gear. And the audio only demo is not as appealing on the wide scale of things for people, but I think it gives people a chance to actually critically listen. Yeah. Instead of just focusing on the production of the video or whatever. So I've done a handful of those and tried to do them to the best of my abilities. And I don't know. I thought they were kind of cool. People seem to like them. But generally, it's just more podcast. You get more podcast. Yeah. And then
4: there's the Ian Fowles one, which is all about aliens <laughs> <Yeah>. and stuff. <laughs> oh, you,
2: did, you talked to him about conspiracy theories? Oh,
1: yeah. We talked about aliens. All right. Oh, it was wonderful.
4: No, they're I mean, not conspiracies. Well,
2: okay. well, no, but he, no, his They're whole aliens. thing is—I understand—but his whole thing is like all. No, lo-
4: do you understand?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot about aliens, Jesse. Oh, well, don't tell anybody. You anymore. don't know where I'm from,
1: right? Just um, from
2: Pennsylvania. It. Well, I mean, well, yeah. pajamas—that's me, what I tell people. Um, but no, but yeah, his thing is conspiracy theories. I know.
1: Uh, but yeah, that was fun. I—I I, that's not the first time I've talked about aliens on the Patreon episodes of the podcast. What was the other one? Um, so the, the Electro Foods guys, we, that was quite, that was one of the earlier ones. It might've been episode, like Patreon episode 30 or something. We, we went off into the weeds, deep, deep into the weeds. Uh, (laughs) that was, that was a lot of fun. There's been some, some pretty wacky ones. The one I just released with Mark Johnston was not about aliens, but it was like us just revisiting the early two thousands and what we were listening to and doing at the time, which had a lot of, we had a lot of crossover and it was a it was a wild time. So we have a lot of fun over there. I uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that, but it's a it's a weird time. Did, did
2: you ever own a white belt?
1: Did I ever own a white belt? Speaking I didn't. of the early 2000s, I didn't ever own a white belt. Not because I didn't think I should, but because I was told I shouldn't. Okay, so did I you was like anyone? I think I did actually.
6: Now that yeah. you bring it up, yeah. <laughs> so I
4: worked at Journeys and we sold white belts on sale. Very proud to say I never bought a white belt.
1: I definitely rocked the studded belt for a long time. Oh, yeah, me too. Oh, no. That's not fair. That's <laughs> not fair.
4: A long time, That's though. your free space on your early 2000s bingo card.
2: <laughs> did, did any of you guys?
4: I, I did it till like the mid 2000s, like way too long.
2: Did, way, did any of you ever long. do the belt buckle on your hip?
1: No. Yes.
5: No? Yeah.
2: yeah I never did that. Did you?
4: I
5: don't know. Uh, like, maybe when I was very young, but yeah.
4: Well, well if you're playing guitar, exactly. it scratches the body. So it won't you mess would, up your guitar. But then you, I saw other people doing it to the other side, and then they would play. I was like, oh, he's a left handed guitar player. That's interesting. I didn't know that about him. And then you see him play guitar, and his belt buckles right up on the body of the guitar now. And you're like, "What? wait a minute. He was just wearing it sideways because it looks cool. I
5: it's heard him. some people say they
1: would do it to get extra scratches on it. You got a relic, it, really? you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Did you Respect. ever see the double belt? There was a lot of double belters in oh, my neck no, of the woods. So you no. run this, the awesome regular belt, belt <laughs> to actually keep your pants up, and then the big and then do the sideways belt. Sometimes three belts. I've seen up to three belts employed <laughs> in this exercise. <laughs> I'm belt man. Of, of different, <laughs> yeah. I'm belt man. Hear me roar. <laughs> uh, it was another time for belts. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. a it was a odd odd thing. But I do. I really like belt buckles. I'm a big fan. I got Ninja Turtle ones. I got belt buckles. Yeah. I like.
7: I like. Dude, a good I just got my first one from that? here. You get what? I got my first belt buckle from here. Really? I'm wearing it right now. What is you it? You have to check it out.
1: Let me see that. This is great for I'm everybody. nervous Oh, that's now. a wonderful belt buckle. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: That, you guys are so close right now, I'm really afraid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we need to document this. I love that. <laughs> a shooting leader. That's fantastic. That's wonderful. Oh, I just missed yeah. it. I have a lot of oh. buckles like that.
2: No, no, no. Hey, go, sh- go show him your crotch one more time. <laughs>
1: I got one uh, when I was on a trip to some random beach town a few years ago, and it's way too big. Like it's it's really big and really uncomfortable, and it's just a bunch of cowboys like playing, and it just says country and western on it. And it's, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I have to buy this. I don't have a choice. I need this belt buckle in my life. It was too, too amazing to not have. But uh, yeah, I don't know where we're going with any of this. Why? Why do we? Why are we talking about belts? You the
5: White 2000s. 2000s. Oh, okay. 2000s. Mark Johnson.
1: Yeah, yeah. Solid, solid episode. Solid time. time episode. But yeah. <laughs> you guys have any other cringe moments from the those days? We're all relatively this in podcast the same ballpark. Would be like three hours long. And I mean, um... maybe just for me. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I feel like the skate shoes were all like giant. Oh like, yeah, shoes were just massive then. I feel like soap shoes. Did you guys ever do soap shoes? I
1: did knockoff versions, but I was very good at it. Yeah. Yeah was very good at it. A little known fact, Leon from Pelican Noiseworks had uh, soap shoes. And, you know, we kind of, he's a little bit older than me, but we were in the same town and everything. And when he broke his arm from soaping, all the other mothers in town freaked out. and They revoked their kids' soap shoes. So he, except for me, my mom was like, he's fine. He'll be all
2: right. My, my stepbrother and I, we were at the, we were, this was, at, it happened at the hospital. There was a, uh, these this set of stairs with these like flat railings and um for people that don't know what soap shoes are they were uh sneakers with grind plates in them like on a rollerblade so you could mm-hmm. run and jump and do freestyle walking which i guess is like the predecessor to like parkour or something <laughs> but um much less badass uh would,
5: would you like grease them down or something no, they they were like plastic
2: and they they were they were Perfect. You could replace the plates when they grind when they got all ground down.
1: Mine had rollers in them. Oh wow. Yeah. That sounds even scarier. It was intense.
2: But my stepbrother fell off this rail and broke his arm also. And he just looked at me and his arm was just dangling there. And he, he just looked at me and he goes, uh, I think I broke my arm. <laughs> <laughs> and I look at him I'm like well, I guess we're at the right place. Like, <laughs> just like walked down the hill and walked in, and
6: uh, hey like, guys. well, here I am. <laughs> what were you doing? No, let's walking. Let's not get yeah. into it.
3: Yeah,
2: I definitely was not grinding on your rails. No, I would never <laughs> do such a
3: thing. It's an
4: atrocity.
1: Yeah, soap shoes were. They were. Uh, they were a thing. Lots of people had them. They got. Re- they were really cool for like five years.
4: There was a documentary on. Uh, YouTube, I definitely recommend you watch. Is this it's the last about... Soper. Yes, yeah, yes, dude. Oh, yeah. oh my god, that dude's life is so—he's like a washed-up surfer, but for Middle America. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Instead of the breaks, he's surfing like strip malls and stuff, and he still does it. He still does, and he has to track down soap shoes to this day that are his size. He's like, wow. man, I gotta go, gotta go do it, and he's like. Searching on weird eBay <clears> stuff.
2: <throat> I'm not gonna lie. I looked. I tried to find a pair in thirteens, and yeah. I, I I found a pair that sold on eBay for like two hundred and seventy dollars.
3: What Whoa, the hell? Oh
2: man! I mean, new old stock size thirteen soap shoes. But you're gonna pay for that.
1: Whoa! I don't remember who I was talking to about this, but this fits in this this conversation. That oh, I remember. So going back to Leon. So this is a this is a blast from the past. Leon won a, I think, seven-string or six-string bass that was signed by Limp Biscuit from a guitar center. My wife was also at this event where Limp Biscuit was where Fred Durst got pied in the face. <laughs> and so I was thinking about this. He sold this a long time ago. But I think Limp Biscuit, at its peak is long enough ago that he would probably have gotten more money if he had held on to it and sold it now. Because they're almost kind of nostalgic in a weird way.
2: We, we were listening to them last night as well. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. See, I was listening to them a couple weeks ago.
1: I was we
0: like, hit, you know what? Yeah,
1: give me something to break.
2: You know, what I'm I, saying? I we hit if,
0: Limp Bizkit and Slipknot.
2: If you, we listened to all kinds of music last night. If you can get past the lyrics, the they're the music. They're like they were very they were good at being a band. They, they were great musicians. And West Borland's awesome. He is. And There's no arguing with that. I like him. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you were going desi- to design a pedal for West Borland, what would it be? Oh, man.
7: <laughs> a distortion?
1: All of you. I, I pose that to everyone because
2: I don't do pedals. But. some, It would be some mo- thing that was distorted and modulating at the same time.
1: <laughs> An Albi and a woodcutter in the same box? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. There you go. I would love to make a pedal for West Borland. Just put that on the universe. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it right now. Everybody's judging me right now. I know it. <laughs> no, we're not. No. I know you like West Borland.
5: Yeah. I, we, we hung out with West Borland. We were playing a festival in Australia one time. And they were on like the next, not even on the same night, but he was hanging out. And we just like ran into him. I wouldn't have recognized him because he's just wearing like Regular jeans clothes? and a t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> and, But our other guitar player, John, recognized him. He's like, Wes, what's up? And he just like started talking to us. And he hung out with us all night. And he was just like super chill, normal, like... Like that's he was just awesome. like a good dude. I was like, yeah, I like this guy. <laughs> he's he was great. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's awesome.
2: And he texts. He he's usually his own tech, and he does his all, he does all his own costumes, and travels with a wardrobe. And he's yeah, he does it all himself. Oh really? Nobody nobody does his makeup. Nobody does his outfits. He does all of it. I had no idea. He's I just did not really know that. Connected to all that stuff. Yeah, he seems like super down to earth. So,
1: man, I'm gonna put it out there. West Borland, come on the show. Yeah, <laughs> Let's yeah. Go West Borland. Super cool. I would love to talk to West Borland. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. That was good stuff. What are we at? Where are we at now? 53 minutes. All right. This might be a good time to roundtable round table this question because s- some of you have been on the show. And a couple of you need to be. Oddly, they're split like down the middle the way I see it right <laughs> now from my vantage point. <laughs> but uh, some of you I have asked this question before and some of you I haven't. So let's start with Jesse again. Oh, cause, boy. Yeah. And uh, this this will be a fun one. What is your favorite bo- boss pedal?
4: Oh, uh PH3. PH just three. like my uh Yeah. just like my Taco Bell order. I like PH3. <laughs> What's a Taco Bell PH3? Oh wait, three? I mean, you know when they mixed Taco Bell and uh, Pizza Hut together? Oh yeah. Yeah, nice. on the value deal you get a PH3. It's a personal pan cheese pizza, some breadsticks and a giant Baja blast. Because why are you gonna order any? <laughs> but I like the. Uh, it's not the PH three. I think it's the PH two. It's the phaser. It's the green boss phaser that is not the digital one. I think the three is the digital one. Yeah. With, yeah, the, yeah.
2: with the step mode.
4: So yeah, 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 yeah. I think That's the right. three is
7: when they also added the resonance control. Is I think one and two might only have only had the speed and depth.
4: Yeah. Does yours
7: have the resonance knob on it?
4: Man, I don't know. Well, the reason I like this one so much is because in high school, this is like the first modulation effect that I saw. And this dude, Matt, he was a senior in high school. I was a freshman. So, of course, I thought everything he did was the coolest thing ever. And we were in this band and he went... (laughs) Making some really great radio for the people. And... I was like, "Whoa, what is that?" And it was this PH2 or 3? I'm not sure. <laughs> but yeah, green boss phaser. Nice. Hey, well, what about you? Oh man, there's there's a lot. Um
6: for me it's probably got to be the RV5, the Reverb, mm-hmm. uh, and like the older version, right? Not the the one without the shimmer, but yeah, I don't know. I just really enjoy the modulate on it. I think that's like a fan favorite setting for most people with that pedal. And then uh, the spring is a little whack sounding on it, but I don't really use spring reverb. I, I like room and hall just for like a basic reverb. And I think those modes sound really good on it. Cool.
1: I don't remember what yours was when you came on last time. Or if I even asked that question. Maybe I didn't.
2: I'm going to probably get this wrong. Is it the PS3 or the PS5? The
1: I think it's PS5. S- Super Shifter. Yeah, I think the 5 is the one. Is the, the one
2: you, that you were telling. Like, yeah. PS5. That I love that pedal. Yeah. I love it. I need to buy a new one because mine started acting funny. I need a PS5 so use it it too and
1: much. a PS3, really. I need both of them. Oh, I the need PS3 is pedals. the
2: pitch shifter delay? Is that what the PS3 is? PS3, yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah, the PS5. A lot of
1: people, I kind of forgot about it. I've asked that question so many times and a lot of people have brought it up. And every time I'm like, ooh, that sounds, that sounds really good. And I think that's the one that the guys from Thrice said was the cave-in pedal, which I love cave-in. I didn't really realize that. Now I've heard it. A few times, like oh yeah, I gotta get one of those. So,
2: is this the three or the five? The three. Okay.
1: If I'm remembering correctly, I'm very tired, so I may have said some really dumb <laughs> in a lo- like things. <laughs> a lot of people that
2: a lot of people when you see the five when you see a PS five, um, people tend to have two of them, and that I want to get a second one. I well, I now need to get a third one because my first one's broken. But um, people will have use use them because yeah, uh, uh, you can have it in momentary. Uh, so. uh most people that I see that have two have it like one for an octave up and one for an octave down. Mm-hmm. So you literally just tap the pedal and you can s- change the speed of how it, how it ramps to the the pitch. But usually I have it just immediately just You know? Uh, right. And I love that pedal so much. So I need a second one. That sounds like a good time.
5: Grant, I was surprised you didn't say that
2: one that you're borrowing from me. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. No, that's my new favorite pedal. The vocoder, <laughs> the boss vocoder. Okay. Is amazing. Oh, if you haven't used God. one,
1: I've seen it, but I don't know anything about it.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> you say, it. well, we've been, we've been, I've been teaching Karen how to play drums. Oh, sweet! <clears throat> and so we have, uh, we we have unofficially started a band because accidentally we became a two piece band. We didn't, we did not intend this, but we live together and we are now making music together. And so people are going to be like, "Oh, look, another two piece band!" And we're like, "Dude, we got locked in our house. What are we supposed to do?" <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> but so we are calling ourselves Band of Pandas. Yes. And, um, we've been just jamming and making music, and I thought this would be really fun to, to, uh, try to use a vocoder with the bass. I'm just playing bass with a lot of pedals. And I, uh, I borrowed Matt's vocoder and I realized you can blend, you can blend it so, uh, that you hear like half and half, like bass and, and, and vocal sound. Uh, so. I've just been having so much fun playing with that uh, because if you don't, if you, if you're just using uh, at 100%, you're just doing the vocal or you obviously don't hear any bass. It's, the bass is giving the, the pitch signal. And then the microphone is giving like the vocal sounds or whatever, the vowel shapes or whatever. Uh, but if you set the blend right in the middle, you don't lose any bass. When you turn it on, you just gain another le- le- level or a layer, another layer of That's this awesome. kind of vocal thing. And I actually will play you something whenever when we're done with oh, this. Oh, I can't wait.
5: I've been I've been waiting. Grant's been describing to me what he's been doing with it, and I'm like, man, that sounds awesome. <laughs> like yeah. I can I kind of just want to want to like experience how he's using it because it yeah, sounds super sure. interesting to me. That sounds like
1: a ton of fun.
2: Yeah, it's so much fun, and it like it's like life changing. I think because like uh, I'm not confident uh, singing. I'm not mm-hmm. a confident vocalist, and so this gives me the opportunity to add some sort of vocal element uh, where I don't have to worry about the sound of my voice. Cause I'm great. My pitch is fine. I have no problem there. Uh, it's that I don't sound cool. You know, I don't have like that <laughs> lead singer voice. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Story of my life. I um, get it. I understand. Yeah. So this Except thing, I don't even have the good pitch. So, you know, <laughs> this thing just makes you leg up.
2: This thing just makes you sound cool. You just sound like a really cool robot.
1: Yeah. So you like a post Malone. Yeah. Just, like, going yeah. for it. I guess so. I like that. All right, Matt. Uh, Okay,
5: yeah, I am a number one boss fanboy of all time. Uh, My new, my new favorite, my current favorite boss pedal is the uh, Digital Dimension, the DC three. So it was right after the Dimension C, which is also top three all time boss pedals. Uh, What I love about the DC three is its subtlety. Uh, I love. The blend knob on it. I love the way it just—you can kind of make a clean guitar just kind of sparkle, and it almost doesn't sound like chorus, uh, which I'm not typically a, the biggest chorus fan as a whole. Uh, but something about the DC3 that is like super inspiring to me. Uh, I just want to turn it on all the time, and it—and it makes me want to play guitar, which is, I think, the goal of uh, guitar pedals.
1: Yeah, that's the entire point. I yeah, think, entirely. All right, Trey, how about you?
7: Um, I think I might have said this one on your podcast last time. And I haven't even owned that many boss pedals, but I have owned um, a Terra Echo before. Mm-hmm. And there's a really cool feature on that one that's sort of like the EHX freeze where you can sort of just like hit a note, hold the foot switch down, and it sort of sustains. Yeah. I use that feature a lot on keyboards and other things. And it's also stereo ins and outs. So you can. I used to try to route it to two different amps and stuff. So that one's cool. And then an- another underrated one that a-, a lot of people might disagree on, but I've, uh, you know, the ones that emulate the like Princeton reverbs or whatever, the, I think they call it a 65 oh, yeah, or yeah, another. Yeah. yeah. They there's look vibrato. like am, kind of. Yeah. They, they're Brown. There's a vibrato control on it, uh-huh. if I'm not mistaken, but there's also gain and boost and stuff. So you can actually turn it down and use it as just a rad boost pedal or even overdrive. And if you want the vibrato, it's there or not. Um, I don't have that pedal anymore, but I remember for a long time, I had it in the front of my chain using it as like really cool, uh, tone shaping sort of boost gain thing.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know that about that pedal. I just assumed it was the reverb. and and
7: Yeah. They have reverb vibrato, but, and I, but I barely used any of those settings. I use it almost as an, like I said, overdrive or whatever.
1: Oh man, I'm going to take
5: another one.
7: Try it out. It's underrated in my opinion.
5: Yeah. I feel like that whole series just got, uh,
7: I don't even see them anymore, really. Like they're on nobody's board. They're I don't.
5: Yeah. The. Uh, yeah. They, it just. I think like they came it, out with
7: maybe mixed. one or two. Like yeah. one emulates like a at least a color, like the brown one that yeah. I think we're talking about with the reverb and the vibrato. And I think there's another one that has like tweed colors. It's a little more caramel, and I uh-huh. I forgot Is there what a it black does. Blackface
1: one too. I
3: can't remember.
2: Probably, uh, but I'm, I'm not sure which one, but. One of those, at least maybe for a while, was like going for hundreds of dollars. I don't like three, four, three, four hundred dollars. I think it was the the Reverb. That's like 59 Reverb or something like that.
5: Yeah. That one has kind of got a cult following now, oddly. Uh, Yeah.
2: Maybe I shouldn't have sold
7: mine. I actually (laughs) gave it to my friend. I gave it to someone. Funny, yeah. yeah.
2: Actually, looking on Reverb last night, because I like to get on and just like look at what's newly added, because I mean you find deals. Sometimes people just like need to pay their rent real quick. It's the end of the month. And they're just like throwing up their pedals super cheap. Right. So I like to just like peruse the what's newly listed. Yeah. And tone mob.com slash reverb. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. I was looking in all these, like the, the hardwire RV seven is one of my favorite reverb. Pedals.
1: Yes. That thing's awesome.
2: And they're like selling for 270 plus. Stuff. I'm like, what is going on? And they all, are? all, yeah. And all these pedals, all these used pedals. And, uh, the, like the, the, the prices of, of, of of non-boutique pedals seem are seeming to like go through the roof whereas then like earth you could find like there was like a you know like a bit commander for like 130 140 bucks or like some you know JHS pedal for like 100 bucks but then the hardwire is 270 and i think in in a, in a way maybe JHS is to blame for some of that because he's <laughs> making so many people aware of all these pedals that they now didn't know they wanted Yeah. Uh, but it's weird that the boutique pedals Uh, boutique you know whatever are, are seeming to stay lower in price and the all these old pedals that you would have never looked at 10 years ago are now getting you know some recognition or whatever
1: yeah i mean i'm talking about the d7 all the time and i realize that maybe i finally have hit the point where i need to stop because they're going for like 120 to 150 and i was like wait a minute i love this thing and i would definitely pay that for it but I liked it also extra because it was like 60 or $70 and sounded amazing. But yeah, the DE7, someone pointed out to me the other day, like yeah, they're like 120 to $150 now. I was like, what?
7: When did that happen? Crazy. I know
1: Josh Scott did a video on it, so I'm going to blame him and not me because
7: I it's not I don't want to take any blame for it's not, anything. It's not your fault. Another pedal that's seemingly getting more popular is the Line 6, uh... You know the Echo one, the big brown bulky one that weighs uh, like five pounds. The Echo Park or it's something. It's the Echo else. Park. Yeah. yeah, I thought I was about to call it that, but I... Th- yeah,
2: those a- were. I saw an Echo Park, and it was like a buck sixty.
7: Yeah, those are. There's a bunch of settings, and there's that really cool reverse setting. I think people are using now.
2: Mm-hmm. I think the uh, one of the guys from Maris designed that Echo Park. And, oh, really? And if, if I recall correctly, that was kind of. It's kind of like one of their, whatever, I forget which, is it the Polymoon? I don't know which. Probably one, the Polymoon. It's yeah. like kind of like the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The continuation of that, but like kind of like. Yeah, it's take, like
5: the, the, the next thought. In yeah. That, uh,
1: yeah. The Polymoon's insane, though. I wouldn't be surprised if that. I can't remember what is, all is going on in the Echo Park, but I know there's the reverse, and there's another setting that people go bananas for, too. I don't remember which one it is off the top of my head.
2: I almost bought one at Eastside Music Supply because they had like 17 of them, and they were all like 50 to $70 because Kings of Leon just brings piles of pedals into Eastside Music Supply and just drops them off like, here, we don't even care. Just sell these. Right. And they had well. like it was like 20 Digitech whammies and uh, all these Echo Parks and all these whatever because they use just random pedals, but they just have stacks of them. And I totally should have, not, not even because it was Kings of Leon, I don't care about that, but I uh, did... Care that it was a fifty dollar Echo Park, and then I was kicking myself for not for not having pur- purchased that.
5: <laughs> that that series though, I had two Echo Parks, and I also had the Verbzilla, and I had you know
7: mm-hmm. they made a Tremolo too in that
5: series. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're all. I had the Tremolo too. Yeah, and it tapped, which was really cool at the time. Uh, sound great when they came out. It was pretty revolutionary. Those are the ugliest pedals I've ever seen in my life. Like it's just so unattractive to that me. That seems
1: to be Line 6's mo up until what? <clears throat> up until maybe they made their latest. Yeah, stuff? but
5: like like the big green DL4 is like kind of is kind of adorable in line. it's
1: ugly though. It's just become attractive because so many cool people have yeah. made it. Yeah, cool. but
5: like it's not ugly in the
2: same way that the Verbzilla is. But look like, at the gold know.
1: version. It's the same case and it looks like barf. It's the yeah, worst thing true. I've that's ever
2: seen. <laughs> Did you ever see the red panda uh module that they made for those pedals? No. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, no, I haven't seen it. There's a uh like you can buy an Echo Park oh. and you can take out like the 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 top, like the faceplate where all the knobs are. Yeah. It just like four screws, I guess. And it just pops out.
5: Yeah. Cause you can put any effect. You could switch it. You out, can swap yeah. them
2: out. Yeah. So people will literally have just one enclosure and then like four, you know, circuits or whatever that they just pop in. Mm-hmm. And red Panda made, uh, a bit crusher. I believe that you can still find these things and it's not in a pedal. Like you'll just, it's just the cartridge or whatever.
5: And, so uh, cool.
2: they made it like a, 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 a bit, cu- bit, a bit crusher to retrofit. In the the Line Six pedals, and I also I passed on buying one of those several years ago, and that was stupid. I love it.
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, everybody, we are uh, currently over the hour mark, which is what we're always shooting for. This has been a great time. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thank thank you so much, Grand Karen, for putting this together and doing all the heavy lifting like you always do. No it, problem. With, and uh, this was this was a blast. And we actually talked about petals at the end instead of just pants and stuff. So cheese. that's cool. Cheese. Cheese.
4: More cheese. Bossam Bossam of cheese. Of cheese. 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 Man, I love cheese. I
1: do love cheese. Wow. I'm going to get some cheese before I go to bed. It sounds amazing. Well, We still
2: have pizza left over if you're talking. Oh yeah, I probably something.
1: am going to need a slice. I'm still hungry.
0: <laughs> we actually have uh yeah,
2: we have two whole pies left upstairs.
1: Pies oh, upstairs. wow. I'm not that hungry. I just need like a slice.
2: <laughs> well, we can send you off with some if you'd you like. <laughs>
1: Alright, everybody. Well, for everyone, this is Blake, and as always, folks, good luck and good tones. Alright, folks. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I had a great time. Those are wonderful people, and I enjoyed talking to them. And it was great to see them, you know, especially during this crazy, crazy year that we're having. So, yeah. I'm gonna cherish that one forever. And if you would like more of the conversation, because we recorded some extra or the folks over on Patreon. You can help support the show out by going to patreon.com slash ToneMob, and for five bucks a month, you will get extra episodes streamed to your ears every week. And we have more of this conversation with myself and all the Nashville folks. So please, if that's something that's within your ability, slide over to Patreon and check that out. If not, please share this episode with your friends, family, anybody you think might enjoy it, I really appreciate it, and I literally live off those sweet, sweet downloads. i got to have those downloads. That's what keeps this whole thing going. It's like a self-fulfilling machine. So please share this around, and I hope you enjoyed this extra bonus episode. I'll be back on Monday with another regular episode for you. Please stay safe, take care of each other,
3: and I'll talk to you next time.